0: And welcome, my friends. This is the Rise to the Top, the number one badass show for mediapreneurs. I'm David Seitman-Garland. So if you're you know, an expert, personal brand, you know, info marketer, all that kind of jazz, and you're trying to take what you know and turn it into a business, you are in the right spot. So very, very excited today. Did I already say my name? I'm not sure if I did. I might not have said my name, but I'm David Seitman-Garland, in case you guys didn't know that, aka DSG. So big show today, very very excited about this one. I actually have a good friend of mine, uh, Melanie Duncan, coming on the show now. If if you don't know Melanie, very very interesting kind of you know story and case study here of someone that built a seven figure apparel business. So we'll talk about that a little bit. But then she shifted now to become basically you know in our community in the mediapreneur community being an expert and you know selling her advice she actually created a very very cool um course on pinterest that's been very successful she's created an online academy for female entrepreneurs and you can see her site melanie is her main site so the the goal kind of in this conversation today with melanie is to talk about that interesting transition that she made from sort of you know Traditional, I'm putting that in quotes. Entrepreneur to being a mediapreneur, you know, and, be, and being an expert, and 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 you know, learning how to package and sell her advice on the internet and all that kind of jazz. So it's a very, very interesting story. I think you're going to find a lot of tips, a lot of insp- insights, a lot of inspiration, all that kind of jazz come up right now. Now I got to tell you, by the way, I don't, I don't know why, but for some reason lately. Who knows what's going on? Our video's been a little weird, so we're gonna go audio only with this one. You know, I still have the video player up there and everything, and and so you know, but you will get the gist of it. We don't do any cool circus tricks on camera, or anything, so you're not missing anything with the video. But uh, bottom line is, that's coming up right now. Now, before we get started, I gotta tell you a little something cool going on here. So you know, our sponsor Citrix, they, they're they're you know the main sponsor at the Rise to the Top. Well, they reached out to me and they said, you know, can I give away an iPad? to rise nation and I was like uh yeah uh yeah that that works we will give away an ipad so here's the deal I'm gonna have a special limited edition ipad that's got this really cool plate on it and you know I'm gonna sign it it's gonna be like the rise to top limited edition ipad that you can win absolutely free here's what to do so that you can win it okay so it starts right now until march 18th and the way to enter the contest is via twitter and you could do this as many times as you want. So do it today, do it tomorrow, do it every day, you know, however you want to do it. So the question is this. So, you know, it's winter right now in most places in the world and it sucks. And I want to know if you were to use GoToMeeting anywhere, anywhere, that'd be better than where you're at right now, where would it be and why? So tweet your answer to that, but very, very important. Here's the thing, you can enter it as many, many times as you want and send different locations where do you want to hold your go to meeting but here's a very important thing Uh, uh, the hashtags the hashtags are hashtag rise free iPad and I'll have this in the show notes below rise free iPad so hashtag rise free iPad and hashtag go to meeting you have to make sure to include those so that you can be counted so use the hashtag rise free iPad use the hashtag go to meeting and answer if you could use anywhere in the world where would you go and use GoToMeeting? So want to hear that and why, and uh, we're going to be giving that away. So enter as many times as you want to up until now. It's going to be a limited edition signed iPad uh, that's going to be coming your way, and you're going to be able to rock out with that. So without further ado, here is the conversation with Melanie. Enjoy it on the rise to the top. All right folks, well very excited today to be joined by my good friend and always looking dashing even though what's a dashing equivalent for a woman beautiful, right? Melanie Duncan beautiful. joining us today. Uh Mel, always great to have you on.
1: Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and hang out with you. You know, as your friend, the best way to actually get to spend time with you is to do an interview like this. So I'm excited to catch up with you.
0: Exactly. I do the same thing with like good friends and my dad and mom, they just have to come on the show if they want to talk. You know, that that's how it works. And, you know, it's funny that we're talking about this is that as you know, a big topic on the rise to the top and dealing with our audiences is people, you know, packaging and selling advice up and turning that into a brand. And the funny thing is, I was looking back in our archives, and the last time that you were on, which was I don't know, maybe a year ago, somewhere around there, yeah. you came on, but you were teaching, so you weren't. We weren't talking about like kind of the behind the scenes of your empire. Instead, we were kind of talking about you know the actual stuff that you teach. So I thought it'd be kind of cool to kind of go back into the background here. So for people that are just kind of meeting you. Through the show here, and we're going to kind of go back in time a little bit. But why don't you give us ooh. just kind of the the uh, the Cliff's Notes version of who is Melanie Duncan?
1: Sure, the Cliff's Notes. I love it. So Melanie Duncan, um, huge online business snob. I love online businesses. Started my first one, ooh, probably about five years ago. That- Five years ago now, I'm getting kind of old, uh, actually in college. So started um, an online business in Greek apparel, like sororities fraternities. Uh, after moving to New York, started an online business in home decor. And I basically have taken all of that experience and what it takes to build a business online, and now I teach it to other people. So that's the Cliff's notes.
0: Right. And, and what's what's cool about this, and this is always what I'm telling people too, is that the best way to become sort of an advice expert or, or teaching of different things is, of course, by doing, right? Like meaning like a of lot of there's a lot of people, and you know, that that kind of skip that first step, which is they teach stuff they don't they didn't do or they don't know. And, and that's kind of a there's challenge.
1: A lot of people, yeah You know, and
0: I know you I know you're lighting up with that because we've had conversations before about this, <laughs> how we kind of call it the anti guru or whatever we call it, which is kind of the, right. the person that hasn't. You know, it's like the, the trainer that's 100 pounds overweight or something like that. So, um, yeah. so let's go back and, 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 you know, let's talk a little bit about that first business. But really what I'm super interested in finding out about is how and why you transitioned mm-hmm. sort of to the advice side, you know, training, teaching side from this yeah. other business. But let's kind of go back a little bit. Tell us a little bit about those businesses and kind of what we need to know to kind of frame for that next part.
1: Sure, sure. Well, what you need to know so about my sophomore year in college, my boyfriend, now my husband, Dev. You know Dev. Of course, Devin. We um, started a Greek apparel company. It was going to be all online. We had a lot of people on our campus that were having a hard time finding and creating their custom sweatshirts and their custom, you know, tote bags and all of that. So we had this brilliant idea to start an online Greek apparel site. So you could add the convenience of shopping online, um, and we could do all of the manufacturing. And it was this whole big ordeal. Looking back on it, it was probably one of the most difficult first businesses to start, actually selling right. and manufacturing. I mean, now there's all these incredible resources to wholesale or to, you know, create online products and do all this great stuff, but you know, this was back probably I'm not going to remember correctly, but 2006, right around then. Sure. And so our idea was we'll lease one embroidery machine, we'll put it in our garage, we'll have this website, we'll go door-to-door, different campuses, we'll cold call all of like the big Greek houses, and we'll get people to buy sweatshirts on our website. So that was our idea. Well, what ended up happening was always a little bit different of that original version. So we were doing that with this online website, selling on that, but we were trying to market the old way, you know, not marketing, not doing Facebook ads, not using social media. That was still very, very new. I mean, when did Facebook even come out? 2005?
0: 2004, late 2004, believe it or not. I only know that because I was in college and happened to be at one of the first random schools that Facebook was on. That's the only reason I know that data yeah
1: right so I mean all of this was still really new and it sounds almost kind of silly now that we didn't use that right off the bat because sure. it's such a obvious next step to us now but even just a few years ago so we were flying all over the country setting up little booths you know with our sweatshirts and brochures. I'm totally picturing because by
0: the way just so people know we're, we're good friends and I know you guys too well and This is bringing great happiness to my internal thoughts here of (laughs) picturing you guys with like your like matching sweaters or something uh, at the booth. (laughs) Do you know what I mean?
1: Here's the kicker. Neither one of us, neither one of us are Greek. So I was not in a sorority and Devin was not in a fraternity. So we were trying to, you know, like learn exactly how this all worked, but we were spending thousands of dollars to be an exhibitor at these conferences. We were flying across the country, staying in hotels, literally racking up debt, thinking this is what we needed to do in order to get our brand out there. But there wasn't a good ROI. I mean, return on investment—something you have to be really aware of in the sure. first few years, if not always, in a business. And you know, we were spending all this money. We weren't really selling a lot of these conferences, and we ended up just kind of thinking, you know what? This is probably going to be a loss. This probably isn't going to work out. We had a few other partners in the beginning that were kind of helping us, and they wanted out. So we went ahead and took all the responsibility of all the debt we were doing you know this one little embroidery machine I always have to emphasize this because I think once you get to a certain point point um, in your businesses and you know, just in your career people assume that it was always just easy for you and it was right. always glamorous and penthouse Which apartments never, in New York.
0: And, I, mean, I mean you know no. I, I was we were adding up the other day I've done something like I don't know 56 zillion hours of interviews you know what I'm saying with people yeah. that across us and never once ever have I heard someone just be like and then it went completely to plan and everything was perfect and then I just rode off into the sunset you know it it just never it's never happened ever
1: (laughs) No, so yeah in the depths of all of this so Devin and I are running the customer service we're doing the manufacturing literally like making the making the sweatshirt on one machine like typing on the customer chat on the computer right next to it you know working till 4 a.m. and Santa Annan's and sketchy warehouse we were splitting with another clothing company because
0: Oh, what happened? Do we lose each other? No, I'm here. Oh, I was like, oh, I was like, I was just, I I said it was just unbelievable.
1: Oh. (laughs) So anyways, what I was saying is that, so we were, you know, doing all this crazy stuff, couldn't even afford our own warehouse. We were splitting it with this other really sketchy clothing company. And we were pretty much going to give up. It was right in the summer after our first year. So we were doing this for a year, not making any money, in debt, partners left us, just like, Ready to give up? And Devin had heard of search engine optimization or Ah, SEO on the internet.
0: On the internet. What's
1: this? Yeah, Yeah. he was reading one of those like Google SEO or SEO for Dummies type of books. Oh my god! Like, oh, a friend of a friend told me this guy we can pay a couple hundred bucks and he'll search engine optimize our site. And I'm like, you know, when we were like forty thousand dollars in debt at this point, so I'm like, well, when you've spent that much money, what's one last, you know, last ditch effort? So we paid this guy, I think he was somewhere in like Florida or something. And um, within about two months, we started getting orders from all over the country. And it was really weird because we'd get an order from Washington, DC, and we'd look at our, you know, our conference schedule and go, we never went to Washington, DC. How did we get an order? And then it, would, it just literally within the first few months, all of a sudden, I think within six months of doing um, search engine optimization. So basically trying to rank for terms like, Delta Gamma sweatshirt, or you know, sorority tote bag, or fraternity sweats—all those different terms. Yep, I
0: you was know? I was in beta by the way. I would have liked a sweatshirt back in the day, you know.
1: You know, well, if you ever want alumni, we can hook you up. All
0: right, sounds good.
1: And, um, it was crazy, and we had this epiphany, and we went, "Oh my God, we only got half of it. We were being so." Um, we wanted to have an online business, and so we're like, we don't want a brick and mortar store because we don't want to you, only be able to sell when we're there, present. Like we had this whole, you know, high almighty type of attitude about the fact that we wanted an online website, mm-hmm. that we wanted an online, you know, shopping platform, but we weren't marketing online, and it seems again so humbling right. because it seems stupid now. How would we not? market an online business online. But that was the, the major epiphany. We then started delving into using AdWords. We started doing you know, Facebook ads, really engaging in social media. And we're now one of the largest Greek companies in the nation.
0: And, and, the, and the company still exists, correct?
1: Yes, it's in California. We run it remotely now, which is something else I'd love to talk about later on the interview, but we have a, I think it's like a 20,000 square foot. It's probably bigger than that, actually, warehouse in Garden Grove, California. We have a full manufacturing staff, so I don't have to cut letters anymore. Um, And we just run the marketing and all of that remotely, probably less than five hours a week.
0: All right, interesting. It's a
1: million dollar company.
0: Interesting. Now, here's the here's the interesting point in the story, because obviously we could dive into the apparel company big time here and get into that. But bottom line is, and this is where I think it gets interesting, especially for mediapreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. Is that, you know, you built the seven figure business. Okay. And obviously it wasn't easy. And, and you know, you, you did all the stuff and you started learning all these online marketing principles and applying it and doing these different things. But at some point you decide not to shut it down because you just said it, it Continues to go, obviously, but you decide. Also, you and your husband go into what we could call, and there's many words for it, but teaching, advice, whatever. Tell us about why you decided to do that, and what was your first move? Because I know you've done a few different things. So, what was your first move to get in that world? Because a lot of people are sitting there and be like, Melanie, you, what are you crazy person? You're running the seventh thing. You should just run, do that, and not worry about anything else. So, why did you kind of go that route?
1: Right. Well, two reasons. The first reason is, so I started traveling to these internet marketing conferences, Uh, something you might be familiar with. I've heard, I've heard
0: of those. I've heard of those.
1: (laughs) Uh, Mainly just to learn the online marketing strategies. We had a friend that was using email marketing for his online surfboard business. He's like, you guys need to come to this conference. It was underground, which I'm actually speaking at next week, which is pretty fun. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Full circle.
1: Totally full circle. And so he Invited us, and so we would learn about. We started building an email list, and we started using, you know, uh, pay-per-click ads and doing all this different stuff. We were learning at these online conferences, and was blown away to find out none of these people were selling. Like um, what would you call e-commerce products? I mean, they were selling info products, but they weren't selling physical goods. Yeah, yeah, a
0: lot of them didn't have a yeah, like a something that would come in the mail here. It would be it would be an online course or something like that, right?
1: Exactly. So we're at these conferences, and you know you are networking and whatnot, and people are like, oh, you know, I sell advice on da 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 da. I sell people or teach people how to do this this, and this. And I was like, I sell sweatshirts. Right. And I felt like a total moron, but the fact was I kept going to these conferences because I was like, these people get it. They get the power of the internet, they're doing the latest things, like this is amazing. So probably as an e-commerce owner, I was one of the most versed in online marketing strategies because I would go to all these conferences and start testing and researching and applying the online marketing strategies. I was seeing these info product creators or these people that were sharing advice, I would do that too and um, so that's the first reason is that I would go to these conferences and I saw all of these people teaching business that didn't have a business yeah
0: yeah oh they, totally this is the anti guru thing we're talking about right
1: this is what and it really like kind of fired me up because first of all I was like they have no right to be teaching this they <laughs> right. haven't done this blah 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 they haven't you know actually had customers I mean they were teaching strategies that they were using in terms of getting customers to buy their products on how to run a business. And they would use that business kind of as a test portal. But part of me was like, as an actual business owner, I'm like, how are you teaching people stuff that you haven't done in real life? You were
0: offended. You were offended by it.
1: I was a little offended. And I was also, you know, a little bit of the opinion of, well, if these people can teach this stuff, I should be teaching this stuff. I've actually done it. Um, so that was the first reason. But really the second reason that propelled me forward was I ended up moving to New York City um, about two and a half years ago. And I started meeting with these incredible, mostly women, that were so passionate, that were so talented, that had either blogs or design businesses or uh, clothing lines. I mean, just insanely creative, passionate people that knew nothing about business. And I think this applies to both men and women, but I was obviously in circles. I joined a few like charity organizations and philanthropy stuff, was meeting a lot of women, doing a lot of networking when I first moved here. And I met so many women that just did not have the foundation to make their ideas or make their businesses Take it where they wanted to go, mm-hmm. and so I was starting to do consults with people, not charging anything, but I just personally loved it. You know, I loved giving them feedback being like, oh, okay, I've actually been there. Here's what you should do sure. a little differently. Um, and I realized that I loved that more than anything. At that same time, I started a second business, which was selling um, personalized monogrammed home decor, and it was fun. I was designing products; it was neat. But I was like, for me, the real passion is working with these people, teaching them guiding them, helping them be successful. And that's when I founded, the first thing I did is I founded a site called the Entrepreneurist Academy. It was an online membership site um, that basically gave women, taught them the building blocks of starting a business and a brand.
0: Okay, interesting. So a few things to dissect here that are that are super interesting. Um, and one that makes total sense in the story. I think that's going to be a lot of light bulbs go off. And, and, and the one that I emphasize over and over again is people that I really think the best business model, I mean, my favorite business model personally, right, is to do, or I'm sorry, learn, right? Learn, do, teach. Do you know what I'm saying? That's my favorite thing to do, you know what I mean? And rinse, wash, repeat. Now, you've done that, obviously. Now, here's an interesting thing, though, is your market, right? Like, for when you came in here, it seems that you were pretty clear from the get-go, because it seems like there could have been a few different directions you could have gone there. Like, for example, maybe it wasn't necessarily women. It could have been people that are trying to sell physical goods online and have a shop, right? Um, right. Or it could just be this. But you you decided that your what where your passion lay, for the most part, was to help these entrepreneurs, as we'll call them. Um, so it wasn't necessarily that they had a physical store, correct? Like, it could have been that they're just, what, trying to do well in business on the internet or is that was that kind of the thing that brought them together
1: yeah i mean it was uh it was everyone i have pretty much even to this day my audience is split between product creators the people that actually have you know clothing lines jewelry lines and coaches and people yep. who want to have seminars or authors um so it's a 50 50 split
0: okay cool so let's talk about the entrepreneurs academy you decide that and it's funny because You didn't mess around. You went right in there and you said, "Listen, we're gonna do something. It's gonna, you know, generated revenue. Meaning, like, there's a membership component of it. Um, But tell us a little bit about kind of what you learned from the Entrepreneurist Academy experience and and what what that kind of taught you and and anything you want to share with that. That would be interesting.
1: Sure. And that was actually a very very humbling experience. Most of business, for me at least, has been a very everything's a humbling
0: experience. experience. Let's just be honest. Yeah. (laughs)
1: So I, you know, got this idea for this Academy for Women Online, so excited, and I came in with a bit of, I think, pretense because I just thought it was going to be an out-of-the-door success. I was like, listen, these people that don't even really have real businesses or what I at that point was perceiving to be a real business, I'm like, they're doing it. They're successful. I was like, I actually have a business. Like, I have a seven-figure business, and I thought that claim alone was all I needed. So I created this online site, all these videos, all this stuff, and I thought people would just come rolling in. I was like, this is, you know, they're going to get to learn from me. This is going to be amazing. Hang the shingle.
0: Here come the millions, right?
1: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) And what I learned is that learning to market yourself and to teach and to coach is very different from selling a sweatshirt. It's very different from selling a pillow. And so I had to learn an entirely new way of marketing and of communicating and of teaching and of relationship building uh, versus just like, hey, here's a cute pillow to put on your couch. So it ended up being quite a journey. I launched it in. It was the end of August. And right around December, I had a handful of members. But I was so disappointed. I had all these goals that I wanted to hit this number and that number and blah, blah, blah. And I was doing webinars. Only a few people would show up. And I was like, this is really frustrating. I don't understand. And the turning point, which is actually kind of funny, is I enrolled in Brendan Burchard's Experts Academy.
0: Okay, yep.
1: And instead of coming from this place of, well, I've done this, and you should want to learn from me because of that, I actually started to learn, and it sounds kind of cheesy. I'm not a real touchy-feely person. I'm pretty you know, straightforward. Group but hug. learning yeah. to come from a place of service, right. learning to... Approach things with how can I help? How can I give more? How can I serve more? Um, And I started creating free content. This again sounds so stupid, but at that point I had all of my good material locked away. Yeah, it was. I I
0: remember that. I remember that because if we went to your site, yeah, basically your options were sort of sign up or get the heck out.
1: Exactly. (laughs) It was was
0: pretty much. It was pretty much that.
1: It was, and I didn't understand that like you should have so much good stuff to share that you can give away so much for free because the paid stuff, I mean, it's just like an ever-flowing supply, and I didn't get that. I had that scarcity mentality of, well, I don't want to share anything good without getting people to pay for it. But you can't get people to pay for it unless they know it's good.
0: Right, you have and to. It's like so. you have to prove your, you have to kind of prove your worth and and, and prove your, you know, that's a, because that's a big deal for someone to enter there. Even if it's just an email address. Yeah. Do you know what I mean that's a that's a big trust factor.
1: Absolutely. That goes into Absolutely. it for sure. So it was just this huge mental mind swap of learning to come from a place of service, learning to be more humble, learning to figure out not what I wanted to do or what I wanted my website to look like or my brand to be or blah, 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 my tagline. I think people come in with the wrong priorities. You know, it's not about your logo and your business card. It's part of it. But too many people start there. And they do.
0: There. I, they get stuck there forever, forever.
1: Yeah. And so I started working on, like, just doing more of my own, learning how to teach that was something I had to really focus on, is I knew everything, I knew it. And I wanted to just shove it in front of people and be like, here's the information, go, be successful. But actually learning how to provide people the right information in the right sequence in a way that they would actually use it and have it be actionable for them in their lives i mean that was it still is an ongoing journey for me
0: and, and let me um, let me but, interrupt there real quick mel is that and, and i've learned from you and, and you've done events we've done this stuff together you've come on the talk right. to the top last year and things like that and always consistently you're ranked one of the top teachers in my and, um, and, and, and that's not you. just my opinion it's other people as well and i 100 percent agree what do you think would be like that num like if, you were to, if, you were to, if someone came to you and like, was like, what's a do that you learned that maybe you didn't know when you were teaching and maybe a don't, yeah. um, what, what, what is something that maybe you picked up that, that you've now implemented?
1: I think baby steps. Um, I think giving people really small things to get started. And I noticed that just with myself is if there's a few small things to get started, once I'm started, I will do more and accomplish more and kind of get on a roll. But sometimes you give people too big of a chunk, like, all right, create your website. People are like, oh, my God, create my website. How do I do that? Versus like, all right, first what I want you to do is go to GoDaddy and, you know, check and see if your name is available as a domain and purchase that.
0: Yeah, exactly. So it's literally step by step. Exactly. Right. Exactly. It's breaking it down. Uh, and, And sometimes things that you might seem perceive yourself as obvious. Yeah. Isn't so for the people that you're teaching. That's why you're teaching them.
1: Absolutely. Yep. That was the hardest thing. And even though I got stuff and I knew it, taking myself to a place of, okay, so when I was in the first year of my business or before I ever did my first webinar, like, you know, I was coaching people on how to do webinars and I was like, oh, well, you just do these slides and blah, blah, blah. And I forgot to mention that the first time I did a webinar, I was clinging to the window in my apartment. Right, Devin crying. had started the presentation, I was like, oh, no,
0: I'm not so going scared. in, I'm not going in.
1: <laughs> there's all these people, they want me just to talk for an hour, what am I going to say? I mean, in addressing you know, some of those fears and some of that, you know, I, I'm a fairly confident person, but there's certain things that we don't feel confident about doing. And letting people know that you get that, not just being this stoic educator that's like, you've got to do this and this and this and this, but being like, here's what you need to do. It might be scary as hell, but I was scared too, I did it, it didn't kill me, you can do this too, but learning to couple, you know, that sort of um, support on that end as well. You
0: know, that's a great point, and it's not something that people talk about a lot or enough, Uh, and that is that, you know, I've noticed this too, from a teaching perspective, when, when people are learning something, one of the mm-hmm. biggest fears they have or problems or challenges is confidence in so yeah. many different ways that they just yeah. think that they can't do it. And, 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 and as a teacher, that's one of the, you know, it's not what, what professors do in school you know what I mean yeah. professors it's a different thing they don't sit there and be like you know what you can learn the history you will learn the civil war i am confident in you you will learn yeah. how to do this you will remember yeah. the battle of gettysburg you're going to rock at it that's not what you, yeah. that's not what teachers do because really in a perspective what you do and what i do it's teaching step by step it's also yeah. motivation do you know what i mean of like getting yeah. you know people to take action and sort of you know, mix with a little hand-holding and coaching at the same time. That's kind of what right. this industry is all about. Yeah. And, and it just makes sense. It's just interesting that you mentioned that perspective. So getting back to kind of where you're at here, Entrepreneurs Academy opens to... We don't want to necessarily call it a bang or a flub. We want to call it, it opens to more of a a little bit of a whimper, a little bit of a A whimper, a trickle. (laughs) Now, did you decide to stick with that? Did you, did you, um, I know at some point we get to power of pinning, which is your next kind of big thing, but what did you decide kind of what to do? Did you just say, ah, we're just going to kind of forget about that one or let's, let's, or did it take off? Like what happened with the Entrepreneurs Academy? Well,
1: I want to touch upon the frustration because I think that so many people quit right on the doorstep of success. And with every single one of my businesses, it has taken some serious like banging my head against the wall to turn it into this six figure seven figure business. And that was the same thing. I call it EA, because you know, Entrepreneurs Academy is kind of a mouthful. So with EA around Christmas, I remember this so vividly. I was so frustrated, you know, I was, and honestly, it was a little bit of a personal defeat. I felt like I was being rejected. I think that's something for a lot of those, you know, mediapreneurs or yeah, cause you're because like you're out like there, it's your
0: personal it's brand personal. and you it's are out there. It's not a sweatshirt, it's not a sweatshirt, it's different.
1: Yeah, so, you know, it was very personal to me, and I was kind of, felt defeated about it and frustrated, and I, of course, I wasn't getting those results I wanted fast enough, so I took about a week off, I was kind of burnt out from creating content and trying to market and do all of that, and trying to figure out, is this really, what's up, the best place for me to be putting my time and energy? And um I enrolled in Experts Academy in January, so right kind of during that interim and something Brendan says, which is again kinda cheesy but amazing, you know, it says when the student is ready, like the teacher will appear, or something like that. Right. Thanks, and Mr. Miyagi. Like-
0: Thank you. I know. Mr. Miyagi know. guest he, appearance there I think. Yeah.
1: Yeah, exactly. So anyways, he, he, you know, I went through Experts Academy in January. It really reignited a whole new way of looking at this for me. And then in February is when the little, the little Pinterest little thing and that was a bang. That was not a trickle. That was a for sure bang. But it was because I'd already, you know, spent that last, you know, whatever, six months, uh, a little bit less than that, creating online courses and doing all that. I was really ready to just come out of the gates. so when this Pinterest opportunity arrived I was starting to get results with some marketing strategies I was using on Pinterest for my home decor business and I everyone was talking about it and it was actually Dev's idea he was like you know you're using Pinterest everyone's talking about it you should create a Pinterest course because I was like trying to create I was like maybe I should do Facebook everyone does Facebook maybe I should do Facebook or
0: it's a a classic thing of sitting there and we all go through this by the way myself included you and sitting there and be like okay need a course or whatever, insert the blank here or whatever, whatever the next thing is. Yeah. And it's going to be on, don't know, um, you know, but you know, you know what I mean? And you sit there and you do it. But so I'm interested to see how you kind of, you know, came at this uh, conclusion.
1: Yeah. And little nugget when it comes to creating online courses, something that I used to do as a mistake and that I've found um, works better is I used to think I'm going to create a course on online business. I'm going to create a course on, you know, selling products or like something very vague. Broad and vague. And what works is something very specific, even if, like a lot of what I do with Pinterest, teach Pinterest, and then once they're in, I'm teaching them, okay, so now that you're getting leads, how are we using them over here? How are we building relationships? What are we doing? But a lot of times people need a specific funnel, a specific thing that they are hoping to learn, and then once they're in there, you can teach them the foundation. You can give them all of those elementary building blocks, but the building blocks aren't sexy, and your product's got to have a little bit of a hook. You know, It's got to have something that people are like, yes, I want to learn that. So that was, when I was trying to figure out what product to make, I had all these big broad ideas and nothing really had that hook like Pinterest, because Pinterest was so hot, particularly a year ago, everyone wanted to learn about it. Right. So within a week, I mean, I just locked myself in my 700 square foot apartment, <laughs> and I went through the training in Experts Academy, and I was like, I'm going to build this course. I'm going to use frameworks. I'm going to, you know, come from this different angle. Um and I built this course right before going to Underground on how to use Pinterest. Power, of
0: pinning. Use Power of pinning. Power of pinning was the course, right? Yep.
1: Which was created, and I've got to say this, from the strategies I was using for my website, for my business. It wasn't created because I read a few Mashable articles and went, hmm, I want to be the Pinterest girl. Let me, you know, do this. Which, you know, it's. I don't mean to be disrespectful because some people do that and they have great success. But for me, it is so paramount that I teach what I do and I teach what I have experience in. And I think there's two different types of experts or trainers and the people that are actually very dedicated to doing the groundwork first and coming with proven strategies versus people who are like, I'm going to throw this out here and (laughs) see. Yeah, and especially
0: especially in an industry where, um, you know, in some cases it's hard to – determine what's credible and what's not. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, for example, I, I kind of used the tr- the, uh, the old adage earlier, but it's like, you know, in the fitness industry, let's just make that up. If I say I'm a fitness expert at weight loss,
1: mm-hmm. yet
0: I'm, you know, 50 pounds overweight or something, you're gonna make like, okay, I don't think so. But online, especially, things can be a little bit murky. Do you know what I mean? And, and it really, yeah. you know, some people can pull it over. And what I always encourage though is that, you know getting that experience one way or another and 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 really looking at what you already know or have done that's impressive that you can then teach people Do you know what i'm saying so exactly, it you know
1: exactly and i think a lot of people come into you know online product creation because they like the business model and it's a phenomenal business model so oh, i have gone into amazing. it versus you know i have manufacturing businesses i've decided to let those simmer and go full steam into online products because i think it's an incredible business model um, and I you know I really really do that's what I teach a lot but i think i just totally lost my train of thought well no but you were oh, saying
0: no. uh, you were what were we talked about we we really rehearse these interviews real well here on the red stop um, yes. this happens every time no we were talking about um how people could already oh. know something do you know what i'm saying i
1: remember it yeah i remember it so what I was going to say is a lot of time people decide they want to be in the expert industry but they don't know what they want to teach, which is normal. Like you said, we all kind of go through that. But then they go, well everybody wants to learn Facebook, so I'm going to teach Facebook even though I don't really use Facebook that much, or they say well everyone wants to, you know, do fitness, so I'm going to teach fitness because that's what everyone wants to learn. You need to figure out what you know and what you're passionate about and not passionate. I hate I think that's thrown around too much. Do what you love. Well, no, you know you can't just do what you love if there's like not a need for it in the market and you're right. not very good at it. It's, you know you can do it as a hobby. You do what you love as a hobby, but a business it's more of an equation. But people should go into teaching what they know, even if it's not this broad market. Even if it's something very specific. I met this woman at a conference um, the other week that teaches like crafts. She teaches people how to run like craft businesses or oh, something cool. very specific. Someone else that was. They had like dance studio owner.com and they taught dance studio owners how to market their offerings. That'd
0: be a great, some great people th- to have on here by the way.
1: Yeah, but the thing is like they taught what they knew. She was a dance studio owner. She knew how to market dance studios. She didn't go, I'm going to teach Facebook. And I think that's a good aha for people. Is you don't have to pick the broadest market that like everyone's gonna want to learn about. But what is something that you in particular have experience doing? Because that's most likely gonna be where you can give the most value.
0: Yeah, and by the way, I totally open a can of happy worms here for me because this is uh, <laughs> th- this is exactly what I what I've said, and also. You know, we've had people like Rachel Cook on the show before who teaches, you know, basically healers and yoga-related businesses to run their business right. better. That's what she focused on, yogipreneur. And that's what happened with my first big successful course, right, it was create mm-hmm. awesome interviews. Uh, guess how I knew how to do that? Um, it's because that's <laughs> what I've been doing for, you know, five years. And so what happened was on that course, look how specific that course is, by the way. yeah, It's not about how to create a web show. It's about how to create an interview-based web show. It's the most specific thing, and like if you ta- if you told that to someone that didn't know this industry at all, they'd be like, "Are you nuts? Like, how? Right. Who's gonna buy that? Three people in the world? Well, let me just tell right. you, we've had hundreds and hundreds of people buy that at four hundred ninety-five dollars. Yeah. Okay. It's done six figures plus on an interview-based web show. Okay. That my, my point of that's yeah. not to be like, "Yay me." It's more that you know exactly what you just said the specific of stuff that you've already know often mm-hmm. could be the, the the best seller and you just have to be thinking about that different way as opposed to and i totally agree with you that people are saying they're like well i got to go learn all this so i can like then sell it or something like that you know and i, and I, I just don't think I, 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 that approach i think is a, a a bigger challenge than instead of stepping back and seeing what you've done that's impressive
1: no question. You can be so much more authentic with it, too, in the way you market it and the way you teach it because you know it versus like, trying to teach something that you're still learning yourself. I mean, people can tell. You know, we're all very transparent, much more transparent than we realize.
0: Right. No, it makes a lot of sense. So a couple of things I want to cover here in the final few minutes, though, for sure. Um, going back to, to, to the uh, kind of... Shift in brand for you a little bit was that you yeah. sort of became known as and you knew this was going to happen with a product when you yeah. put out That's so specific and yeah. was kind of the Pinterest girl yeah. Right, that's what you become I mean for better or worse uh, it, 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 last yeah. year especially if someone was saying who's Melanie Duncan? Oh, that's the girl that teaches Pinterest uh, yep. Was that a blessing was that a curse was that what, what was that all the above
1: you know, I think it's all what you do with it. Like, I know you've had Allie Brown on the show. Allie Brown started as the easing queen. She
0: was the easing queen. She was.
1: Right? Right. And it was really funny when I found myself teaching Pinterest because I think a lot of people assumed that was all I knew. You know, oh, she teaches Pinterest, she uses Pinterest. When I had, at that point, already developed seven figure businesses. Like, I obviously knew a lot more than how to pin something but you know you need that little hook to get into the industry I believe and um, the way that I experienced so much growth so quickly is that I wanted to have an offering that my industry needed you know there were so many people that needed to learn how to use Pinterest and particularly in you know internet marketing which is still I think it's changing but you know male dominated here's yeah. this very female centric platform I was like, if I want other people to put me in front of their audiences, if I want other people to do JV webinars with me to really catapult my growth, I have to teach something that they can't teach themselves. Yeah,
0: it's different. And so,
1: you know, Pinterest, for better or for worse, there's definitely, you know, pros and cons and a caveat to picking such a particular, and even like a social media type niche, people automatically associate you with something. But for me, it's all about, you know, using Pinterest to bring people in, using Pinterest to feel like they're going to learn a few quick tips. And then hopefully, by delivering so much value and by teaching in a certain way, that I'm able to build a much bigger and broader relationship with them. And that's, so far, what I've been able to do is bring people in and teach them pictures interest and be like, hey, so now that we're talking about how to get all this traffic to your website, let's talk about what to do with it. Let's talk about, you know, do you have this infrastructure for your business anyways? And then I get to teach the stuff that I'm more excited about. And, you know, I think I'm going to circle back to EA, you know, maybe in the fall and really revamp it. Right now it's a wait list because we're at capacity with the amount of people I want to be working with. But... You know, I think there's going to be a rebirth of that in a way where I can also um, just be teaching more foundational aspects.
0: Yeah, and I agree. And, and, you know, the approach on this is different than what a lot of people teach, and I love it. Uh, and, and it's the same thing that I read. You know, and I was talking with, you know, Michael Port, you familiar with him? You know, Book Yourself Solid is his book. Oh, he's awesome. Great guy. And, and we were talking the other day, um, and, you know, we we talked about how he his business did the same thing. He focused mm-hmm. on a very, very specific niche when he started, which was yeah. getting clients for gyms. Okay? That's it. Getting clients. for, And I think it was like one gym Do you or something like that. It was like getting clients for this gym. Then yeah. he went to another gym. You know? And then he went to another gym. It's not that he was like his lifetime goal was to be like the gym dude or whatever. Right. But what ended up happening was he started very specific. And then actually broadened out slightly into different yeah. areas where then he wrote the bestseller, Book Yourself Solid, which is just yeah. about small businesses basically getting clients. Do you get what I'm saying? It was, it was a broader, yeah. it wasn't the gym. And, and yeah. that seems to be what you've kind of done, uh, you know, with, with your brand is you said, okay, I'm gonna, I know which space I want to be in. I'm gonna go very specific here. You had a hit with the specific, you know, you got, mm-hmm. you had the, on the singles chart, uh, you got, mm-hmm. you got the hit and, yeah now you're able to discover other problems and other areas that now yeah. you can make it full circle. So it's not just about Pinterest. And it seems that you're now doing that on what MelanieDuncan.com is becoming more of a kind of 360 of this. Is that, is that correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So Melanie Duncan is obviously personal brand. And um, that's I launched my website last fall, where basically my goal right now is to be providing resources to business owners so whether that's my own courses whether it's other people's products or services um, I just kind of want to be an online resource to really lift people up and support them as they're trying to grow their
0: businesses all right very cool so Mel this has been absolutely awesome today I want to leave people with a few links because there's so many different holes we go down I just want to give like the the, the kind of the case study here of what's going on Um, so I want to leave it before any shameless links that we want to give out to anyone I want to ask you know, for people that are in this industry of some kind, you know, mediapreneur, they're either, you know, up and coming or they're there and they're trying to take it from, you know, X to X and moving forward. Um, you know, what would be your kind of like Melanie's big piece of advice or, or do that we could leave for f- people that are looking to really crush it online, especially um, by being like an advice expert?
1: Sure, sure. Um, I think, you know, I briefly mentioned this, but it's so important. I'm going to say it again. Don't be afraid to give away your good stuff. I held that back for a long time thinking, don't give it away for free. You got to pay for, I mean, you got to get people to pay for something. You got to, you know, pay the bills, but give away your good stuff. Where I saw the biggest spike in my success and my exposure was when I started to do free webinars. So mm. I would, for 45, 50, 60 minutes, bust my butt and give away the most incredible, credible, actionable, valuable content. And at the end, I would you know, say, oh, if you like this, you can learn more here. But like 10 minutes, but 50, 60 minutes of amazing information that everyone was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you're giving this all away for free. And what that did for my brand, what it did for my sales, I sold way more than I ever would if I would have just been like, Here's one thing, now buy my course. Right. I would give away so much stuff, and I mean, the more I would give away, like the more sales I would actually move with my product. And also that just what that did for my brand. I mean, I've now been able to parlay into, you know, doing more affiliate work, promoting other people in their courses, and I've built such a relationship with my audience because they know I will never put a product or a service in front of them without first testing it and making giving them away so much good stuff for free. So the reason I can sell so much on webinars is because people know if they're coming on to a webinar with me, they're going to get incredible free value. And it's it's really important. Now, this might be something a lot of people know, but I didn't know it starting And it has been such a crucial ingredient in my success.
0: Yeah, and thank you for pointing that out because I've actually heard a lot. I've gotten a lot of emails about this. I've gotten a lot of comments about this where people are like, how much do I give away versus how much do I sell? And what I've always noticed is exactly that same thing. The more you give away, what ends up happening is I think mentally for people, they're like, oh my God, if she's giving this away, yeah. Can you imagine what's in that product? I mean, it's gonna be like, whoa, and then, you know, if your product backs that up, which of course it does and it should, right. um, then you know, you're off to the races and you got a business. So, you know, I yeah. think I think it's it's great advice there. So, um Mel, where do we say I'm gonna link up Melanie Duncan dot com for sure. Yeah. Um, is there anything else that we wanna make sure that we send people over to?
1: That's the best place is Melanieduncan.com. If you go to Melanieduncan, I think, forward slash blog, it'll take you all my stuff, but Melanieduncan.com is where you can sign up so you start getting free videos, free resources from me. Uh, That's where I kind of send everyone now for the whole suite of everything.
0: All right, cool. Well, thanks, Melis. it has been awesome as usual, and uh, we'll have to get some uh, Greek sweatshirts going in the mail, all right?
1: (laughs) I love it. Thanks, David.
0: All right, guys, so I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Melanie's a rock star. Uh, We're actually... Uh, hanging out with her relatively soon in New York. So, very excited about that. And uh, let's talk about a few things as we wrap up here. Of course, her website, melanieduncan.com, that's linked up below. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about courses. Uh, you know, Melanie's been talking about that. And, you know, that's been a theme going on right now because, you know, I can tell you from firsthand experience, because I didn't believe it a few years ago, that courses are one of the most amazing ways to basically productize what you already know and, you know, help a lot of people and earn a lot of money. And so I'm putting something together really, really cool to help mediapreneurs that want to dominate by creating their own online course, like my course, Create Awesome Interviews, which came out last year and did over six figures in profit. So I've been obsessed with courses for a while now, you know, researching everything, interviewing everyone, and then, of course, implementing it. Myself with my course, and now I'm packaging up all that information to give you guys to help you with your courses. Because I want you guys to dominate with this. So here's what you got to do: you have to get on the email list. There's gonna be a lot of cool stuff coming out. We're gonna have a lot of free training and things like that. And we're gonna have a course. We have all kinds of cool stuff. So here's what you have to do: head over to the com slash Courses. So, the Risetop.com slash courses, and just enter your email, and you're going to be on that special course creator VIP list. So, hop on that. Uh, lots of cool stuff coming. And then, one final reminder that the contest is officially underway, giving away that limited edition signed iPad, signed by me. Thanks to our good friends at Citrix. All you have to do, you can do this as many times as you want between now and March 18th, head over to Twitter, and you just got to tweet. You know, it's winter and it sucks right now, so I want to know. If you could use GoToMeeting anywhere in the world, where would you use it and why? Tweet your answer. Use the hashtag RiseFreeiPad and hashtag GoToMeeting. Enter it up. Spread it around. Give it away that iPad. It's going to be awesome. I'll see you next time. I'm David Seth McGarland. And remember, if you want some fluff, you know what to do. Go pet a bunny.